All right, and let's get this full throttle sports episode underway. Today we're talking all things NASCAR. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Impact Train Horns. Use the code RACING to get a discount on your Impact Train Horn today. Um, so much going on in the NASCAR world. And we can start with what's going to happen. Probably by the time most people hear this episode, they'll know what the situation is. But Kurt Busch has an announcement scheduled for tomorrow. And 2311 also has one following. So I think most people are considering that it's probably going to be Kurt Busch is going to retire. And then Tyler Reddick is going to take over in 2023 rather than 2024. That was what was expected, which also in saying so, Richard Childress would then have had to buy out the contract of Tyler Reddick. So, so much to digest there. I mean, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because we don't know yet if Kurt Busch is going to be retiring, but it definitely does seem like it's going that way. Yeah, because what he's been over a month hasn't he has his last race, right? Jeez, July twenty third, I think was his last oh, race. Okay, it's longer than that then. Yeah, he's yeah, been out for a while. Yeah, I think it's time for him to hang it up and go to the booths. I actually like him when he's in the booths. I I don't think he wants to retire. Like I I. Personally, I don't think that's what his goal. I think he wanted to continue racing. And, I mean, we, we had no expectations of him retiring until this concussion came along. And I still don't think he really wants to retire. I think that maybe the fact that Tyler Reddick and Richard Childress are in that odd spot right now really makes Kurt Kind of Kurt pushing him out. Yeah, he feel, he's got to feel like, okay, well, this is Tyler Reddick's team now. I'm the old guy in here. He's, what, 44 years old. Tyler Reddick's 26, 27. He's the future of 2311 racing. Kurt Busch is the past. I think Kurt Busch knows that his future okay. there isn't the organization. So I think they're probably going to just – I think that's what he'll do. He'll he'll maintain uh, ownership role. I know that they said that he'll be he'll be able to do whatever he wants. He'll have a cushy seat in 2311 racing past his retirement. That's probably what's going to happen. It just sucks, man. I, I hate seeing these guys that I grew up watching just leave. Like every one of them. Now all I got left is Kevin Harvick. Got Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle Busch came after I after I was watching. I'm old. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Busch came 2005. I've been watching it since 2002. And the only two guys are Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Kurt Busch do a couple races here and there. Maybe 22 level version finds a couple off seats for him in those races. It's just sad. I, he he still is good, and that's what's unfortunate because he still was winning races. It, it seems like every year he can knock in that one win. That puts him into the playoffs. Yeah, he was running a lot better than Bubba was. Yeah, he was. And it's just, it's, like I said, it's just sad. It's, it's a sad day because the career of Kurt Busch has been such an up and down career. He came into that league so, so big. When he first came in, he was the hot prospect when he came into Roush. And then won the championship, I think his second or third year in the, in the league. Then got into trouble with fighting with the police. And he lost that ride, went in and replaced Rusty Wallace. And we just seen the, the highs and lows from him to where he was driving for nobodies. And he pretty much had, I mean, Kyle Busch, is, his brother's driving for Joe Gibbs Racing and driven for, um, and now he'll be RCR, driven for Hendrick. He's been at the big names. Kurt Busch hasn't stuck with those organizations. He's been with Penske, yeah. He's been with Roush when they were at the top of their um, competition level. But he's been with James Finch racing. He's been with front row motorsports. He's been with, or not front row motorsports, but front row, uh, furniture row, furniture row motorsports. And, um, and he's been at 2311 racing as a startup program. He's, he's bounced around and he's won in those organizations. He's gotten the most out of them. And 
if he does announce that he's going to retire tomorrow, I, I, I wish him the best. I would love to see, like I said, I'd love to see him in the booth. I think there's a, probably a pretty good likelihood that's probably where he'll go. He's he's good at it. No, I like when he's in the booth, but would, would you be surprised if they are? They up and just get a new charter at a third car. Um, yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I know that the value of the charters are ridiculous right now. Denny Hamlet's spoken out about how he doesn't like the business model of NASCAR, and that until the business model changes, he's not really interested in um, growing that business because he doesn't like the fact. I mean, it came out a week ago that revenue is ninety three to seven from all the ninety three percent of the revenue is going to NASCAR rather than the owners and. That's the issue. They need to work on – that's what the big issue is here with this new contract. They want to balance that a little bit more because the owners feel like they're getting screwed. NASCAR disputes that. They say that's not completely accurate, but that's what the owners are saying. They're saying they're only getting 7% of the pie. And Denny Hamlin has been vocal about the fact that he doesn't like the investment right now. And I, I, it would surprise me if he went out there and shelled out $20 million or even more for a charter. Like Junior came out on his podcast and said – that he's he put a halt on getting a charter right now because there's only one available charter that you can buy. Everybody else wants to lease it or they have contingencies on it. And Junior wants to just outright buy a charter. But to do so, you have no competition. There's only one charter that's for sale. So what's going to happen when you only have one charter that's available? That guy's going to, he's going to pick the market and it's not going to be cheap. I mean, that guy's going to be selling it at an expensive price. And what charter is open? They don't, they didn't, he didn't say. I mean, I can probably guess maybe it's front row, like with Michael McDowell's. Maybe they're, I don't know, could be that one. That has been one that's been talked about in the past. Maybe Rick Ware Racing's trying to sell a charter. That was talked about too earlier uh, this year. Michael McDowell's, is it just him on that charter or is there multiple cars? It's McDowell and Todd Gilliland. And they Todd would, Gilliland, okay, that's right. There was, a, there was a lot of talk last year that they were going to sell that one charter, the charter for Todd Gilliland, and <laughs> they were going to sell it to 2311 initially. And then that fell through. Perhaps maybe Spire sells. I don't know. They're going to have an announcement this the 18th. They're going to announce who their drivers are. I mean, it's Corey LaJoy, right? You would think. Corey LaJoy's coming back there maybe. Um, I don't know if you watched the recent episode of uh, the NASCAR race for the championship. Sonoma? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they did the Sonoma one. It might have been two of them ago where they talked about Corey LaJoy. Sonoma LeJoy. and then the tel- was it Talladega? Sonoma. I don't know. It all runs together. It was, a, it, was a it was a restrictor plate where he was almost going to win that one. And Chase yeah, Elliott like won Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. there you go. Atlanta, that's where it was. Co- Corey LaJoy is bust his hump for the, for a good ride. It just it sucks that some guys just can't get past that. And some people, I mean, unfortunately, you got to drive for these back market teams to be able to prove it. That's how it used to be. Nobody, you never saw Christopher Bell walk right in and get that ride at Joe Gibbs Racing. You never saw Eric Jones do that. Ty Gibbs, um, it was always you had to work for, you had to go drive for your Spires and your Rick Ware races before you could move in to that ride. Now these guys are getting in at 20 years old and starting with these big organizations. And talking about Christopher Bell, Christopher Bell came in last week and into the Roval and did what he had to do. It was an elimination race where he absolutely had to win that race or he was going to get eliminated. And Complete strategy that they used there to get that because they didn't have the car. They were running around night and you were monitoring it saying, okay, I don't think they've got that ability to go out and win the race, but they put tires on it at the right time. They got the right cautions and then ended up winning the race. But what pisses me off is the fact that this race, people were eliminated 
people, a guy who won the race, who is not going to win the race because a sign fell on the track. Like that was that was they had a sign was on the track on the turn. What was it turn five or was it turn? I can't remember the turn, but you can't. Right. Ha- I know what you're talking about. Re- regardless, you can't have an, a situation where assign manufacturers who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. Because before that sign fell on the track, Chase Elliott was going to win that race. Yep. Chase Elliott was cruising in, and Kyle Larson and Austin Cedric were in the playoffs. And Christopher Bell and Chase Briscoe were out. And then you have a sign fall, and then all chaos hits after that. And now you have the big controversy of Kyle Larson being eliminated. And holy cow, are there people pissed off about that? Uh, it's frustrating to me that people – and I'm going to piss off a lot of people by saying this, but there's a lot of that fan base and a lot of people don't like the format that the NASCAR standings have where it's a playoff format and it's points. You got to win to get it to the next round. And people are all mad at the way the standings is. and The standings screwed Kyle Larson. No, the standings did not screw Kyle Larson. The, the standings had nothing to do with it. Kyle Larson, and trust me, when it first came out, I'm an old guy too. I, I was used to the format that Winston had where it was point standings and that's how you won championships. So that's the guy who had the best year won the championship, but that's not how it is anymore. It's changed to a points to a playoff standings now to where you have to win to get in. You have to be consistent in those three races. Anybody can get eliminated. And we've seen it now. Kyle Larson looked like he had a nice cushy spot into the next round. Daniel Suarez looked like he had a nice cushy spot in and situations eliminate them. These guys knew what the situation was. It's not like we just changed it mid-race and was like, okay, this is going to be how it's going to be. They knew coming into this race that if you don't finish here or if you don't outperform, if you don't have issues, you're going to advance the next round. But if you do, you're going to be in a weird spot. Yeah, because uh-huh. even Suarez, he was running good that race. Besides the steering issue, I think he would have been able to go to the second, the next round, the round of eight, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I told – I absolutely thought think he would have same with kyle larson kyle larson yeah. has some freak issues this year man he's he's it's been rough and a lot of people just uh kind of like some people we know give up on him you he's had a crappy year he's not had a good year just mechanical issues it's just it's been a shit show for him and it's kind of sucks the defending champ to get eliminated so soon but that's the whole point of these playoff it shakes everything up it makes it exciting. Like who it does? Who wants to watch out there? And when everybody knows, oh well, Kyle Larson's gonna be in the round of four. Chase Elliott's gonna be in the round of four. Uh, Ross Chastain. All these guys that you would expect to be in the round of four, they're gonna be in the round of four. We all know that. Like nobody wants that. We want the fact that the excitement comes when Kyle Larson can get eliminated in the round of twelve. And yeah. I, I, as much as I don't want to see Kyle Larson get eliminated, is it was nice to see that, that change up where you're like, oh, wow, this really adds that craziness to the playoff format to where you're, now you're on your toes for sure. Where I mean, this is the first big one. I've been trying to think back to the eliminations that I can remember. And was, I was like, whoa, he's gone. This is the first one that really like early in the playoffs that really has me surprised that he's gone. And now we're going into Vegas, Homestead, which I'm really excited to see Homestead back into the playoffs and late in the season. And um, then Martinsville, and Martinsville is always exciting. And then we're in know, Phoenix for the I, championship. I think Chase even said uh, they're going to uh, Vegas streaking, huh? Yeah. I think he said he didn't do good last year there. I think, and 
he was like they're when they're talking about the places they were going next, and he was like, I wasn't that great there either. But it's yeah. like it's either do or die now. He has to he has to produce and and place in a good spot to move on. And if he you know, like I said, if Elliot gets eliminated, it is what it is. I'm not gonna sit here and cry. It's gonna yeah. suck, but it doesn't mean I don't like him. You know what I mean? You gotta still stand by no matter like it. Same thing with football, basketball, anything else. You got to stand by your team, even though they suck. They're doing horrible. You know what it's, I mean? It's not the format's fault. The format is the way NASCAR made it, and the NBC wants it to be because they like the fact that there is the chaos. There's there's a guy – and the way the old playoffs was, you would have a guy – like Chase Elliott would have a huge lead in the point standings right now if it was the old format. Like you would pretty much have it wrapped up here by the time we get to – Martinsville for short, we know Chase Elliott won the championship. Then how exciting is Phoenix if you know who wins the championship? Yeah. Like this this way, you've got it to where you got four guys, it's exciting. Whoever's in front of that race is your champion. It, there's an excitement to that. I, I like it. We created a big event. We created a top echelon, a premier event that wasn't because the championship race was always exciting because it was the last race, but it was never the championship. Like you knew who was going to win it pretty much most of the time. And even if you did it, it was like, okay, as long as he finishes better than 30th, he wins his championship. It's like the guy who's kind of like, take the fun out of it. Yeah. Like this way, it's exciting. And now we've got eight guys left. Who would have thought Chase Briscoe would be in the round of eight? Like we talk about the fact that, wow, who would have thought Kyle Larson would be out in the round of 12? Who would have thought Chase Briscoe of all the Fords that are in there? We have three Fords left, and it's Blaney, Briscoe, and Logano. And Kevin Harvick is the guy who everybody was circling as the guy at Stuart Haas. And we talked about at the beginning of the year how hot that Kevin Harvick was and how, well, not hot, but in comparison to his teammates. He was the one that was outperforming. We said, well, the Stuart Haas camp is, doesn't show all the speed. And they're not looking that good. But Kevin Harvick has shown that there's potential. And it's Chase Briscoe in the round of eight. God. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I want to look at him and say, well, he's the odd man out, right? Like, he's the easy guy. When you're looking at this playoff lineup, when you're looking at Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, and Christopher Bell, you're four guys who are in right now. And then you have Ryan Blaney, who's out by three points. William Byron's out by five. Denny Hamlin's out by five. I told you, watch Denny Hamlin, man. He's flying under the radar this year. I told you back in, like, August or July that I feel just feel that differently about Denny this year. And then Chase Briscoe who's nine points out. Like he said, I want to kick, I want to kick Chase out. Like you, you look at him, you're like, oh yeah, Chase doesn't belong there. The rest of them, you can make a case that, yeah, all these guys have been good this year. Multiple wins from Hamlin, Byron, and, and Chastain. Wouldn't it just be crazy if after all this, the, Chase guy, Briscoe who, wins? the guy who wins the championship, well, Chase Briscoe would be crazy enough. But what if the guy who doesn't, Ryan Blaney can win a championship without winning a race. <laughs> in a year, in a year where we've had what 19 different winners this year, yeah, wouldn't it be crazy. crazy? It's crazy for him too for go winless. Same thing with Martin Truex, even though he's not in the playoffs, to go no wins, nothing. It just yeah. goes to show how this car is, and some place, some people can't get it down. I think that's a lot of issue with Larson. It's just this car is just it really leveled the playing field a lot. Yeah, Larson's not dominant like he was. But I also think that um, he's had a lot of freak issues this year. There's been a lot of engine issues and a lot of 
I mean, this time it was his fault. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say the fact that the car broke down on him. Like we've seen a lot this year. He has had a lot of the cars breaking down on him this time. He hit the, hit the wall and it, and it, that wrecked his car and wrecked his day. So that was on him. Yeah. The trash stain too. He was what they broke a toe link on it or, mm-hmm. or something like that. I yeah, saw that. He, bro- he broke a toe link and Larson broke a toe link too. When they hit the wall. It's crazy how sensitive these cars are with that toe link. And they'll, they'll get this figured out. This is why this season, I'm, I mean, as exciting as this year is, and I'm excited for the championship, I'm also excited for the offseason because NASCAR needs a couple months to just work on this car and get all these glitches figured out. They had a year now to watch it. And I feel like a lot of people are being too hard on NASCAR because let's be honest, NASCAR has had their problems this year. They've tripped and fallen over themselves this year. But I thought but in the beginning, I thought they said that these cars going to be more meant for the road courses. Yeah, and the, well, the road courses have been an issue. The road courses and short tracks have been an issue. Your mile and a halfs have been phenomenal, and, which is funny because your mile and a halfs have been a little bit snoozy lately. It, and you really need to fix the short tracks. That's a must. I, I wonder I think, why. Going into I wonder, this. wonder why it's like that. Is the handling or what? I'm not smart enough to sit there and say, well, I mean, that, <laughs> you, you hear all the drivers complaining about it. It's not just one. You got a lot of them complaining about the issues of this car. And I get it. You know, I mean, they're used to this old car where they're dominating, whatever. But do you really think we would have these many winners if we were in the old car? No, we would only have probably Larson again winning all. The, the biggest concern right now with this car, and I think NASCAR, and they know, I mean, I, I don't think I know. I know that this is a concern that they have and they're addressing it is the fact that people are getting hurt in 20, yeah. in the last 20 years. I can't tell you, you had Ryan Newman who got hurt in 2020 flipping at the Austin Daytona. Dillon. Um, yeah, but he, I don't think he really got too hurt. He didn't miss any races. I'm trying to think of guys who, crazy, who missed some races. And right now at this point, Kurt last Bush, week's race, we, yeah, we had Kurt Busch out with a concussion. And now Alex Bowman, huh? Alex Bowman out with a concussion. Cody Ware out with an injury to his knees from the wreck at Texas. Yeah, he missed last week's race because he got hurt at Texas. I didn't even know about that. So that's a problem. You have three guys out at one time. And what's crazy about that is how did we get all this year? We've made it all the way to July and had no injuries. And then since July, we've had three. That's concerning. Like, why are we making steps backwards? I'm not, like I said, I'm not smart enough to say, well, this is why, this is what it is. But there are people on NASCAR that are smart enough. And I have faith that they'll figure it out. Us screaming and yelling isn't going to make any difference. I just, I'm concerned about their safety. And you look at a sport like the NFL, they're having issues themselves with concussions right now. So let's not jump NASCAR here for it. Let's just, I mean, they need this offseason as much as anybody to just figure out they got a brand new car. I just hope that we don't get any more serious injuries, any people that, uh, God forbid, fatalities, because right now we're, we're playing with fire when we're having guys getting hurt like that. And the Jordan Anderson fire crash at Talladega was nothing to do. I mean, the news messed that one up, but there was not, that was nothing to do with this car. I'm just speaking specifically to the new next-gen car. Because it's crazy. Like, you don't look at it. When you see the, the hits, they don't look that rough. But when you see that inside dash play of the cars like the crashes it's pretty damn crazy you notice something that's new to me that i haven't noticed that when i was watching racing um i haven't really noticed all, all these years is the fact that when they wreck they go like this with their hands yep. and for the people I who think. aren't who 
who aren't um, who are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts is when they, they put their hands up to the chest as the wheel is turning. And I never really thought about the fact that that wheel is turning violently when you're hitting the wall. And it's so like I try to think about how quick your reflexes have to be to be able to the moment you're about to hit the wall and you watch them, they put their hands back, back up. And it's they know when they got got to have their hands up to brace for impact. It's crazy to watch from those videos. I don't know if it was someone in the booth, but I heard, I don't know if it was somebody, I think someone was saying it, that they can snap their wrist if they hold on to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I never really thought about that. I never really put enough thought into the fact that they can do that. But, I mean, <laughs> obviously you could. But did you watch, like, the video play of Suarez fighting that damn wheel, dude? Like, That's the exact one. I think it was, like, the All-Star race or something around then. I was, oh, you're talking about Charlotte. You're talking about the Charlotte. Dude, yeah. I don't understand how that guy did it for that long. Dude, I, I give him a lot of credit because, dude, he was fighting it. He was trying to move his arms to adjust so it's easier. And you see him just trying to – I was like, dude, I don't know how you're doing it. No, I, that dude had to earn it. I mean, he was – I mean, it sucks that he didn't make it to the next round, but he tried. I mean, he, he gave his heart into that race. And, I mean, you saw, you've seen guys like Clint Boyer – at, at that Charlotte Roval. That, that race is an endurance race. Clint Boyer got out of that car and looked like he was about to die. Um, that race, Charlotte will wear you down. That Charlotte Roval is a physical track. That's one track I do want to go to, though. The Roval? Yes. The Roval or the Coke 600? Both, if I could. Yeah, I, I would go to the Coke 600. That's a, that's would, a bucket list for me. I would go for the Roval, too. The reason why is because they said that that's the only one that you can actually see majority of the whole track when you're the sitting Coke, in the grandstand. The Coke 600 is going to be crazy this year because there's a couple guys, Kyle Larson and Kyle Bush, amongst a couple names, that are talking about the potential of racing the Indy 500 during the daytime and then flying out to Charlotte and racing the 600 miles for the Coke 600. So they're going to race 1,100 miles in one day. That's a lot. That's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm almost – I can almost guarantee Kyle Busch will be in that race. I don't know about Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson wants to be, but he's got to figure – there's a lot for him to have to figure out. It's a lot in there. I, I don't know how they – honestly, like I said, we talk about it all the time. They always people always, oh, they're not sports. They're not athletes. I don't understand how they can sit in their car for as long as they do. And the heat on top of that, depending where they're at, where it's warm, it's hotter in the car, you know what I mean? I don't, dude, I don't get it. Look at when, what, A.J. Allmendinger, when he got out from the, was it um, the Brickyard? Yeah, I think it was Brickyard. I think you're right. It was there yeah. where he got out and he damn near almost passed out. Like, he was exhausted. Yeah. He, his cool suit gave out on him at that race, if I can remember right. Can you imagine, like, going through a race and that, that just happens to you, your cool suit and everything in general? It's like, I don't know. I give these guys a lot of credit to do what they do and to be in the car for that long. Even like, you know what I mean? It's just the thing that the thing that sucks about your cool suit giving out is when your cool suit gives out, it becomes just an extra shirt. <laughs> and you're just even so, hotter. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's just crazy the guy the, how much they can endure for so long. And it's like you get off the car, it's like, man, I get you're drinking water and just staying hydrated, but man, what are you being? You know what I mean? It's like it's just so much. It's just crazy to understand these, what these guys go through. Yeah, they they want to do this for a living, but still, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. You don't realize it. And after watching the inside camera of these guys fighting that wheel, dude, say what you want, but these guys are athletes. I don't care what people say. 
I, I won't argue with that. I, I'm not. I'm on your camp on that one. I'm, you know I mean, it takes a lot. Like this, even just the speeds alone that they're going at, getting that close, drafting somebody. You know, if you touch it, it's gonna cause chaos. You know what I mean? That's. I, I get it's an adrenaline rush too, but at the same time, it's like scary as hell because you don't know what's gonna happen. It's like, dear Lord, like it's just crazy. It's I don't know. It just mind boggles to me. It's like just how crazy it is and how much of a great sport it is. And then just to watch it and been into it the way I've been into it. Xfinity has been kind of like, eh. Cup yeah, I've kind of I've, I've lost love for Xfinity too. I'm... It hasn't like been as, as a, last year, it was a lot more competitive to me. It was this year is kind of like, so, so I still watch it when, you know, I'll watch the whole race. Same thing with trucks. I watch it all, all three. I watch them all over there, but I didn't know the truck was off all the way till Phoenix. So I was like, oh, whatever. So they've got one more race. They've got, um, oh, they've got to have another race. I think they're off all the way till Phoenix. No, I think so. Unless there's one at the end of the month before Phoenix. Yeah. I'm calling cap on that. It's either, I'm gonna guess Homestead. I'm gonna look that up right now. Um, why I'm looking that up? Um, tomorrow. Speaking of the Xfinity series. Tomorrow you got um your girl October twenty second. Hey, you're quick. Your your Google's working faster than mine. Homestead, man, look at me go. Yeah, you um, were right. But um, still, the last they raced was what? Set October first. Yeah, the twenty three race season for the truck series blows. I don't like that. I mean, they have almost a month off sometimes. It, it, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Like I don't know how they do like. I don't know, like to be off for that long just to get back in the groove. I know a lot of them race outside and do other things too, but can you imagine being off for like that long and then having to jump back into it? It's like I'd rather go how NASCAR is every weekend. I would almost rather have like a ten-week race in the Truck Series where they just do ten race races all bunched together. Like I, I hate the fact that it's so spread apart. It's so I don't like yeah. that. It, but I, I but, thought I was the only one that noticed the Xfinity kind of like me. Yeah. But, but that's my first real problems. Um, but, yeah, speaking of the Saturday, um, t- the Xfinity race. Oh, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow is Saturday. Wow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the world, Greg. Um, tomorrow is the Xfinity Series race. The all-school uniforms, 302. Uh, kind of random, 302 miles. But um, Haley Deacon is making her debut tomorrow So in the Xfinity Series. Okay. A lot of people what? think – now she's in a now she's in a race car. Let's see, she's not in a truck. Let's see if she's more built for this kind of racing. What I car is she rolling in? The 07 at SS Greenlight, the one that Cole Custer won in a similar track. He won at Fontana this year in that same car, and I think this is a little bit of a precursor to what's to come because she's going to race. I don't know this. I'm just imagining that she'll race that car probably full time, if not part time. But I would assume full-time next year um, for SS Greenlight or at least be in the Xfinity Series because she's not going to go to DGR again in the, in the truck series. They're going to Toyota. She's a Ford driver. Put, put the pieces together, and it just says she'll be in the Xfinity Series next year. They got her in this car this week. I think an announcement will probably come here pretty soon that Haley's going to be in the Xfinity Series. And, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe she just wasn't built for X, or truck series racing. Maybe she'll be a better Xfinity series driver. Maybe that's what she's missing. We'll see. I mean, I, it could be. You know what I mean? But it just sucks that her other teammates were running good while she wasn't. Yeah. I mean, maybe, we'll see. I've seen. I, I've seen. I hope the best for her. I don't want her to just 
be just thrown into the wolf. You know, it is what it is. Well, but... she's gonna get that anyways. She's gonna get that because she's got sponsorship. She she's a female driver. She's gonna have that push. NASCAR's gonna push her. I mean, whether right or wrong, they're gonna give her the push oh, to yeah. try to get her because it's gonna sell. It's gonna sell seats. It's gonna get it's gonna people. Put, it's attention. gonna put butts in the seats. Yep. Not that. Yeah. Hey. So if she's in Xfinity, that makes it more better for me to go see her at the Xfinity race next year in Sonoma. Yeah, there you go. You get even better, Haley Deacon. <laughs> but um, I did want to talk about uh, the situation right now. Uh, we we can talk about this. Will lead into the Tony Stewart thing. Um, Cole Custer got whacked this week. Whacked. I saw I saw that two hundred thousand dollar fine. Am I correct? So, uh, what one hundred one hundred thousand dollars fifty points. Stuart Haas was fined 50 owner points, and the crew chief, Mike Shiplett, was fined $100,000 and suspended indefinitely for code of conduct and performance obligation violations. Dear Lord. Uh, because of the block he put on? Because of the half block that he threw. Oh, God. Um, I... I'm really uh, – sometimes NASCAR does things that really just, like, make my skin crawl. I, I love this sport, but I, I rage because I care. Um, what the hell? Like, we go back to 2020 where Eric Jones did this same thing. I think he was blocking for Kyle Busch to get into the playoffs. Kyle Busch or Denny Hammond. I'm going to say it was – I think it was actually Denny Hammond. He was throwing blocks. We're not Chris Bell. It was Eric Jones. Uh, in the 20 car. He was throwing a block so Denny Hamlin can advance the next round. And there was radio chatter that even proved that. And nothing. Crickets. Nothing. So what makes this accept or what makes this unacceptable? The fact that Chase Briscoe throws a block. And you know what? Why is it an issue that he's blocking for his teammate to advance the next round? I don't think that's an issue. As long as it's not creating safety issues or... As long as you're not, like, wrecking them on purpose. He's just blocking yeah. them from moving forward. You know what I mean? I don't I don't see a real... Uh, that's kind of... You're kind of in the gray area now with that. If they're going to do it with one, they got to... You know what I mean? And it's not only the fact that they just went after them. They went... I mean, they went... They hit them hard. They, they went... $100,000 and 50 points for Cole Custer. I mean, Cole Custer's going to finish around 30th in the point standings. Stuart Haas fined 50 owner points, and crew chief Mike Shiplett fined 100000 and suspended indefinitely. Like, You, why, you would like, think just the fine alone is a love, but to, you know what I mean? It's, it's frustrating to me. I, like, I don't want the product ruined. I don't want want people like you said i don't want people wrecking drivers so they can get in and and i mean at the same time that goes back to that same martinsville race i think it was 2020 as well kevin harvick wrecks uh, kyle bush so he can try to get that last spot in there why is that okay like why is that okay but yet you're gonna put a put a halt on this one and say okay cole you can't block so chase briscoe can in, can get in and they even talked about not letting chase briscoe into the playoffs they talked about disqualifying him from it because of this it's, it's just all around bad to me. And Tony Stewart is furious. And he's mad also on top of the fact that now Kevin Harvick's crew chief is suspended for the next four races because they got whacked for a deck lead penalty. And that's, gonna, that's going to result in Rodney Childress being out for four races. Kevin Harvick lost playoff, uh, I think, 50 playoff points. He got hit pretty hard on that one. Um, and... 
they feel like they got targeted because Kevin Harvick, I know you're not on Twitter, but Kevin Harvick's been really vocal lately about really? his disapproval with NASCAR. He's been out there speaking his mind on Twitter. And Ronnie Childers, his crew chief, does the same thing. And they go out there and tell you whatever is on their mind. But and there's then, nothing wrong with that, though. There's nothing wrong with that. NASCAR didn't like it. Apparently. I mean, they feel like they got targeted. They, like, they feel like this was... Point. You should... They should, the driver should be able to speak their mind if there's issues or, and look at what happened to him. His car caught on fire. Yeah, they finally fixed whatever, adjusted the, the rocker panel or whatever they're talking about the fixed situation. But why can't you be vocal on certain things? Because NASCAR doesn't want you to trash them. Well, yeah. they, well sometimes NASCAR needs to take their own foot out of their own butt with some of the things they do. And I mean, do I think they they had something wrong with? With their car, probably, probably. But do you think that it was just a total fluke that NASCAR was uh, took? They took Kevin Harvick's car to the R and D center. Do you think that was just a fluke that they said, "Okay, we're gonna go check Kevin Harvick's car"? They were probably looking for something. They were probably looking for, okay, how can we get this sob for talking about us? How can we get him and Rodney Childress? And they they forced their hand and like. You know, every one of these guys are finding a little bit of gray areas in the rule book. They, if you look hard enough, you'll find something. And they did. They found it. They've got Rodney Childress. They got Kevin Harvick. What was it they found? It was something with the deck lid. There was an issue with uh, something with the – they were running with the deck lid. Is what they were – let me pull up the post that you can go to. our Everybody loves racing page. You get all the NASCAR news um, up to date. Kevin Harvick's team was penalized 100 driver points and – and 100 owner points as well as suspension of Rodney Childress for modifications to a single source supplied part. I, I believe it was to the deck lid. I think that was what came out is that it was a piece of that they were making adjustments to the deck lid, which you're not allowed. You're not allowed to touch it because it's single source parts. You're supposed to get your parts from Ford. You can't make modifications to it. You can't, otherwise you get hit hard, which they did. And um, I, I think they were just looking for it. I, I think that NASCAR's, it was pissed off. That they were that they were vocal in their mind. Yeah, and NASCAR doesn't want you speaking like that. Kevin Harvick, as long as I've known that man, doesn't give any craps. He'll he'll say whatever's on his mind, and that's why I kind of love him because like he, doesn't, he doesn't care. He he's gotten into fights. He'll speak his mind. He says whatever whatever it is because he can, and he does, you can get rid of him if you want. You can find him. He's he's gonna speak his mind. It just surprised me that. He's been on Twitter and has been so vocal. I mean, it's been kind of kind of cool to see him on Twitter, and he's gotten into his fights with a couple of fans. It's <laughs> uh, a busy you, plotting. You gotta love the guy. I mean, you, you gotta love it. I and I love like, the fact that's that he like speaks Kyle out. Bush, bro. That's the same thing. Why I like Kyle Busch. People hate him and people love him too, but I like when he talks his stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, I like his personality. That, that little that. Uh, Ass personality that we'll, we'll see if he's him. a we'll see if he's a nice guy now now that he's in a RCR car see if he if he baby that's not gonna it. change him that's not gonna change him he is who he is and that's just how he is and I don't I don't it don't bother me no I don't either I like personality I have no problem with personalities speaking of personalities and those two penalties that we spoke of Tony Stewart talked about the the issue he said. I'm so mad at NASCAR right now. If it weren't for the fact that I've got a couple of appearances that I have to make, I wouldn't be in another NASCAR race the rest of the year. Wouldn't waste my time. 
That's an owner. That's an owner who is looking at $200,000 in fines, lost, what, 100 owner points between the two penalties. He's gotten hit this last couple of years, this last couple of weeks. And I understand his frustration. And Tony Stewart is a guy who's never going to hold back, never going to not tell you. That's another guy. Another yeah. guy who's very vocal and will tell you what he's thinking. And you don't have to wonder what's on his mind. Just a rough spot. Just a rough spot for NASCAR right now. Yeah, I know I saw a glimpse of that, but I didn't really read into it. I don't know if it was on Google or what. I saw that the Cole Custer thing, and but I didn't really watch the block. It's what he did, Cole Custer. I was too busy watching the chaos going up the front. You know what I mean? I mean, if you looked at it too, it was Chase Briscoe went into that breaking zone. He, he, he braked really he late. Yeah. sent that thing. I'm not lying. He full send that. I didn't think he was stopping. He went room right past them all. So he sent it in hard, that's for sure. I did see that. And it was on that one chicane where it's that little S and then goes out. That track so, is tricky. So we've made it to the round of eight now. Um, we're starting off here in Vegas. Who who are your predictions for getting into the round of four? Like who, where are you going with this? Do you think it's status quo? Are we looking at Bell and um, Elliot Chastain? I'm not. I'm not too comfortable on um, Bell to be honest. Even though he did win, I just not that comfortable saying he's going to be in the round of four. Who we think should be in the round of four? I would say Hamlin, Elliott, Logano, and Chastain. maybe Chastain. But we might so you're, even get... You're just replacing Christopher Bell. I I think right, uh, right now I feel like I know three. I feel like I got three of them. I feel like I, I'm comfortable saying Chase Elliott's in the round of four. Um. I think Christopher Bell's got a hot hand, man. I think Christopher Bell's in the – I'm putting him into my round of four. Denny Hamlin's in my round of four. I'm going two Joe Gibbs cars. The fourth one is tough. I don't know who's going to run the best in those four. Ryan Blaney just – I don't know how he I know can get hard. into that round of four without a win. Like, Yeah, no, it, it's – like I said, I, it's not that I don't trust Christopher Bell. His season hasn't been that great. But look at, I wasn't expecting, like I said, if those cautions didn't come up, what can you do? Tyler Reddy didn't dump Elliott. Will we be seeing Elliott win? Possibly. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to say that we're going to see two Hendrick cars and two Joe Gibbs cars in the championship again. It's going to be Byron and Elliott versus Bell and Hamlin. That would be that's, pretty that's, crazy to see. That's my four. I'm not too, I'm not even too comfortable saying with Ross with Chastain. Yeah, no, I just don't know. He hasn't really shown his consistency. Can you imagine if Chase Briscoe sneaks into that final four and then goes into and then goes into a track? What did he win this year? He won at um Phoenix. That was his only win, huh? And then say he's in the round of four, goes to a track. Yeah, he's won it this year and, and pulls this championship off. Like, the people who complain about the championship standings would lose their heads. Like, 
They, they would be jumping off bridges. Oh, damn. That would be crazy. Like I said, it's kind of hard, but I said, I think Hammond for sure, Elliot, Bell. Ugh. I'm not, like I said, I'm not even comfortable with those Chastain and them, but I forgot Blaney was there. I think Logano, but he has a, he's, he's had it kind of rough lately. He hasn't been too great. He's been a sneaky guy under the radar, too. I know he's got two wins this year, but he won't. Well, yeah. If you want to count the Coliseum. But um, he's been real sneaky. He's been good, but, like, no, he's yeah, he, totally which, is, which is also scary. I mean, you don't know when consistency, you can consistency to death somebody. But it all starts this weekend at Las Vegas. You want to take a guess at who the favorite is to win this weekend at Vegas? Uh, Denny. Hey, you're right. 11 to 2 odds. Denny Hamlin. Chase Elliott follows that up at 8 to 1. Kyle Larson is an 8 to 1 odd to win the race. Christopher Bell's 8 to 1. Tyler Reddick, 9 to 1. Um, Blaney comes in at 10 to 1. Ross Chastain is a 10 to 1. Kyle Bush, 10 to 1. Kyle Bush at 10 to 1. Kyle Bush is just race, racing circles right now to get out of Joe Gibbs racing. He's yeah, he's, he's done with them. I don't care if Kyle Bush was a hundred to one odds. I wouldn't bite on that one. That to me, Kyle Bush is just, I know this is his home track. Maybe that's got some, well, it's his home track. He's going to show up. I don't think so. I don't think that. I forgot that is his home track. And, and that's also why it's interesting because Kurt Bush is doing his announcement tomorrow to, at his home track too. Truex is a 10 to one. William Byron, 12 to one. Bubba Wallace, 14 to one. That, that kind of surprises me. Uh, Joey Logano, 16, uh, Alex Bowman, 16. He's not racing. So, I mean, I would not bet on that one. Um, Kevin Harvick is 25 to 1. Daniel Suarez, 33. Chase Briscoe is a 33 to 1. Shaded Chase Briscoe. Austin Dillon, 66 to 1. Cedric, 66 to 1. I mean, now you're getting pretty bold. Um, so, who's replacing anyways. Bowman? Gregson? Yeah, Gregson will be back in the 48 um, for his home track this week. Another home track driver there. Gregson's been actually kind of salted in the 48 car. He's kind of surprised me. Hey, you never know. He might pull off that win. Right? I mean, you never know. Uh, I've seen crazier things this year. My my question is, do you think we get to 20 20 different winners and break the record? Because we're sitting at 19 right now with four races to go. The record is 19. We're tied up with the record, which was one in 2001. I think Ryan Blaney is going to score his win. Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. have yet to win a race this year. And, I mean, th- those are the low-hanging fruits. I mean, you look at those guys and say, well, they haven't won, so maybe they can go out there and break it out. I um, think Ryan Blaney will get into the round of four. That'd I be think, crazy. I think. I, dude, I, I just personally, I want to see Ryan Blaney get into the round of four without a win and win the championship. Just to watch these people who are, like, haters of this format, like, actually curl up in a ball and cry to sleep. Like, I want to see that. Like, that nothing would give me more enjoyment. Like, I live for the – like, I, I bathe in these guys' tears. Like, I don't understand why there's so much vitriol for this. I talked about it earlier. I just – why? Like, you understand what the format is. You understand what the championship is. They're only pissed off because – I swear NASCAR is the worst fan base in – they cannot get out of the past. Like they're stuck in 2000 and they cannot, they hate change. Like any kind of change grosses them out. 
And I can't tell you, if you go to almost any one of my posts, especially when I was posting the ratings, I quit posting the ratings because it was driving me crazy watching people, NASCAR is dead. I don't watch NASCAR anymore. But yet, you have the time in your life to go out there and comment on a post. And then you say, I quit watching NASCAR. I don't pay attention to NASCAR because it's a woke media source. But yet, you follow my Instagram page, which posts NASCAR news. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It's because you have people who have no lives and they just want to sit there and cry all day. Dude, I love I love the NASCAR fan base, but like, man, sometimes they are just some interesting people. I tell you, they are interesting people. More interesting. Well, it does, but then you have them. You have the the, it's the older heads are the ones crying about how they sit the format is because of Larson being them. That's why they're crying. It's the same people that talk shit about Bubba Wallace because he's an African-American driver. It's the, it's the same people. I tell you, you look at the posts and you see these negative comments. It never fails. I get a negative comment on almost every post about how they hate NASCAR, especially if I post about Bubba Wallace. Look up the Bubba Wallace one. You see people who vehemently hate Bubba Wallace. And Bubba Wallace has been racing good this year. But yet they still say Bubba Wallace is trash. Why? I wonder why you say that. It's the same people. And then you click on their photos, and they're, it looks like a guy named Jim with an American flag in the background. And it's just like, yeah, that doesn't – why am I not surprised? Yeah, it's, it's just because who he is. They don't like the things that he brought, how he brought it. That's just, that's just how it is. It's just the way they are right now. They're just finding any little thing to pick at, to pick at. I've, ne- I've never seen a fan base that hates their sport more than NASCAR. Like, we, we I'm a NASCAR up. fan, but I hate it too. It, it's true. It's true, though. Like, I've never seen people with so much vitriol towards a sport that they love. And it's people that are industry people. I'm including them. Like, people that work for the industry, they'll talk trash about it. They'll go out there and bash how bad this sport is and the mistakes the sport makes. But they continue to love it. Like, I've never, like, it's so weird to me to see that. Especially that I, I had to have you dumb it down for me, the whole playoff situation and how everything was. I'm like, okay, that's new to me. But like I said, that's the only thing it took me a minute to adjust to. But other than that, I like the whole elimination. It, it makes everything more exciting. It makes it more fun to watch, in my opinion. I guess they don't like to watch that. They want it more. They already know who's going to win. Yeah. I mean, that's I will, not fun. I will say the fact that this new format is, it does add confusion. I will agree with you. You have to be a diehard to understand it. Like, if you're a casual and you come in and watch it, you're like, wait, what the heck? Like, my dad's been watching it a little bit, and and he couldn't understand. Like, he's watching it, and I was talking about Kyle Larson, because he likes Kyle Larson. And he's trying to understand. He's watching the race, but he doesn't understand why Kyle Larson's losing points and why he's getting points. And I'm trying to explain. Each spot on that track is a point. Yeah. Yeah. And if he loses a spot, that's a point. If he gains a spot, that's a point. And he's like, wow, that is so confusing. And I'm like, yeah, well, I was like, you just can't over-focus on it. You just have yeah. to like, okay, what happens, happens. And if yeah. and you have to know if Christopher Bell catches up, that's really going to throw it all off. Like, it was so confusing. I was trying to explain it to him, and it's just – I can feel his confusion. I mean, I understand it, but I'm trying to explain it to him. Probably what he understands when he's trying to explain how cars work to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like that morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's confusing, but like I said, it makes it exciting to know 
that who you think should win it possibly might not win it. And look what happened. Larson got eliminated, which none of us thought was going to happen. I did not see him getting eliminated in the round of 12. Me neither. I thought he was almost a guarantee to be in the round of four, and now he's not even in the round of eight. I mean, you know that is I mean? just... like, who would have thought that was going to happen? Larson, the defending champ, who dominated last year, complete dominated the season, not in the championship. Which just shows Chase Elliott's got a 31-point lead coming into this race, but who knows? I mean, a couple like bad I said, races. Even that, yeah. even that, having that cushion, that doesn't mean that you need that win to go forward. Or the yeah. points, to st- you have to stay steady at least. You can't play shitty. You can't. You can't afford it. Do you think that we're going to get a uh, winner? I mean, we're talking about the fact that you don't know what's going to happen. And we've seen guys like Eric Jones win in the playoffs. And Tyler Reddick win when he's eliminated. Do you think we're going to get a winner that um, that isn't one of the playoff four or the playoff eight? Like, it, I wouldn't think- doubt it, dude. I wouldn't doubt it. This, this next-gen car is sure – changed up everything you know what i mean it's thrown a freaking it's thrown everything the nascar world upside down that's for sure who would have thought 19 winners 19 winners are tying the record now possibly gonna break it i think i i I think denny hamlin's a low-hanging fruit to win this week but uh would it surprise me if i got ryan blaney denny hamlin ryan blaney tyler reddick are guys i'm really watching I'm going to go with – I'm hoping, but I could be wrong. I think Ryan Blaney might get his win. If not, I think Kyle Busch might actually show up this week. Yeah, remember who ran so good last week? Remember it was Kyle Busch – or not, not last week, but last time they raced there. Uh, it was Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. racing all the way to the end until a late costume came out, and then Alex Bowman won that race. And that was yep. the race Alex, Alex Bowman backs in the wins. Um, yep, Kyle Busch said that. Yep, yep. So – so could Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. show up again? I mean, could this be the race Martin Truex Jr. wins and then we break the record and get 20 different winners? I don't know. But we're in for a big weekend this weekend, that's for sure. You've got the race, which is going to start. You may find out a guy who's in the championship for this weekend. You're going to get Haley Deegan racing in the Xfinity Series. You're going to see how she races out there. And the big announcement on Saturday. So the, a lot to pay attention to this week. Um. I'm looking forward to it. This will be a lot, a lot of meat on the bone when we, when we convene next week to talk. For sure. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to this weekend to watch the race. And I don't know. I'm, I'm excited but nervous at the same time. But I guess, like I said, yeah. whether my guy makes it all the way or not, still going to be there cheering him on. Me, me and you still have drivers we like in here. Mr. Morris's guy is out. So we, we got. Is I mean, that really a, that's not a fan. I've lost Kevin Harvick, and I, I kind of like Kyle Larson. Now I lost – or now I still have Ryan Blaney in there. That's, that's my last hope. Otherwise, it's just guys that I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> okay, you got to admit, Chastain is good. Yeah. No, I don't, don't like Ross Chastain, dude. I, I'll throw up a few wins. He's not a bad guy. You got to give him that. He can drive. He surprised me how good he's been this year, but I'm not a fan. I'm not, I don't like Ross Chastain. Don't like Honestly, Denny Hamlin. I'd rather, to be honest, if I could have it one way, I'd rather have Suarez in his spot. I mean, too. I, I like Daniel Suarez. I don't like Ross Chastain. You know what I mean? It, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's it's got it's, it's a big shakeup right now with everything who got eliminated. I didn't think Cindric was really going to make it, to be honest. 
So it's not like uh, I wasn't too like, oh my god. But since hey, for being a rookie, coming to the Cup Series first year, right? Yeah, and making yeah. it that far, you got to give him some credit. You got to give the man his props. You know what I mean? And he did good. He he almost made it. I mean, like I said, if, if a stupid signed it and fall on the track, we'd be talking about Austin Cindric in the round of eight, and not yes. Chase Briscoe, and Kyle Larson in the round of eight, like, and not Christopher Bell. Like, don't get me back on my anger about the stupid sign on the on the track. Yeah, I know. I thought, believe me, I was so mad. And then when I seen Tyler Reddick dunk Chase, I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> really? I'm so surprised Chase Elliott didn't get more pissed about that. I think he was. He just wasn't really trying to show it. Because he didn't look happy when that camera guy was on him. He was talking to Willie B. I don't know what they were talking about about that. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it was nothing like. I'm sorry. I think they were just surprised that probably Larson being eliminated. But he didn't look happy. I don't know. He looked so, some something got him. He got him angry. Yeah. He did not look happy, and I was listening. I was like, "Oh crap!" He looked pissed. You don't really see that from Elliot at all. No, you don't. So that's why I was like, Ooh. and then also when I watched everything, I was like, did he get dumped? Did he really get dumped? And I was watching, I was like, he looked close. But then I was like, nope, he got dumped. There's no way. Oh, that was Reddick that dumped him. Don't even get me started on Reddick. <laughs> Another guy, Mr. Morris, starting to fall for. Well, of course. We'll put a cap on this episode of the Everybody Loves Racing slash Full Throttle Sports Podcast. Um, check us out on our Instagram page. I'm going to keep that one, Everybody Loves Racing. We're going to keep it with all the NASCAR content on there. Um, this will be the Everybody Loves Racing episode, but it's still going to go on the YouTube page, on the uh, Spotify page. So make sure you guys check that out. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Full Throttle Sports to check out all of our videos. Uh, the clips we posted on YouTube, the full videos, the full podcast will be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But I uh, thank you, Andrew, for joining this week. Um, I'll see you next Friday. I'll see you actually Monday, but I'll see you next Friday where we'll talk NASCAR uh, for the next episode. I think there's going to be lots to talk about. Coming out of retirement, man. Yeah. You're going to fill in for Kurt Busch? I'm going to fill in for Kurt Busch. <laughs> All righty. Well, adios. Thank you guys for listening. All right, man.